Welcome in to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel tonight as we bring you tonight's broadcast as the Alcoa Tornadoes host the Longhorns of Johnson County High School. Marty Millsap's out of commission tonight. Scott, definitely not the same without him. Scott started a little late, had some equipment issues we had to take care of. Uh, broadcasts just don't always go as smoothly as we uh, predict without Marty Millsap. No, they don't, Heath. And um, sometimes the broadcasts don't go <laughs> either way. So, but, you know, Marty's a pro. He's great at this. We miss him. Yep. She was here. I uh, hope everything, you know, gets a little better on the home front there, you know, unfortunately. But um, we miss him. Hope he gets here next week. And, um, you know, tonight, Heath, we got a really good playoff game. You got Johnson County coming all the way from Upper East Tennessee down this way to Alcoa. And the question that was on everybody's mind, especially in Johnson County, was how do you defeat an 18-time state champion? Well, Scott, uh, I think the article uh, pretty directly stated it, and I think we would state it as well. You don't, right? You're right. playing a very talented Alcoa football team coming into tonight's ball game, nine and one, six and zero in conference play against a Johnson County Longhorns team who travels to Alcoa with a four and five record, two and two in the region. You know, last week losing to Unicoi County in uh, in really tough fashion. Right, and speaking with their radio team earlier before um, we got set up tonight, you know, they were, you know, the team was really disappointed. They let that one get away. They really felt like they had Unicoi County, and it slipped out of their hands. Um, the unfortunate thing with that game was they knew the loser got a date with Alcoa. <laughs> so really hard, hard game for them to swallow. They know they could have taken that game or felt like they should have. But one of the things that, they were talking to me about was it was really weird this year. They have gone lost win, lost win all the way down the line. Mm. Well, they lost their last game, so to keep their pattern, they would have to win. Unfortunately for Johnson County, that's most likely that streak's going to end. Yeah, most likely is, Scott. And you know, uh, the last time I think these two teams had a close ball game, their head coach was playing. Their head coach, John Curley, um, back when he was playing uh, he's a graduate of Johnson County High School, a graduate, 1989 graduate. Back when he was playing football for Johnson County, uh, they uh, played Alcoa in a close game. I believe it was in the playoffs uh, when he was playing, and they lost Alcoa 15-9 to in a very tough matchup between those two teams. But the last time these two teams played overall, it didn't look so good. No, not at all. Back in 2014, 62-14, to which seems to be a standard pattern for Alcoa anyway, with most of the teams. But, uh, yeah, just a tough, tough game uh, that year for him, too. And talking about Coach Curley as well, you know, he's um, played collegiate football at Warford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, did a little bit of coaching at West Green High School in Mosheim, Tennessee. So he's he's been around a little bit, coached a little bit in Georgia at Claxton High School down in around the Savannah area. So, you know, he's he's had some good coaching experience and um, is going to bring, you know, what he can. He's got two top players that are on that team right now that are basically injured, uh, didn't really get to play at all last week. And um, so they're going to have to – they're going with um, with their backup quarterback is Connor Simcox. 
We actually had a pretty good week last week against uh, Unicoi County. Well, Scott, uh, a pretty good week against Unicoi County and a date with Alcoa are two different things, right? And, and the thing with, with Connor Simcox, as you mentioned, uh, the backup quarterback is also – he's a freshman – and he's right. about to play one of the toughest defenses in the state. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, like I said, he had 11, 20, 11 for 24 in passing, 215 yards and two touchdowns. But, again, there is a big difference between Unicoi County and Alcoa. Yeah, this Alcoa defense got allowing 3.8 points a game, and their offense averaging 41. Alcoa has continued to climb the charts in the high school football uh, of America poll. Um, they started off the season, uh, the, the kind of pre-COVID poll, as you will, at number 89 in the nation. And uh, they have continued to climb from there. Um, they, they are one of four teams currently on the high school football America top 100. Oh, yeah, very impressive. And you're looking at these teams all across the country. And, you know, obviously Valdosta, Georgia's got like one of the top programs in the country. I think they're still ranked number one. But, um just to be in, in that group, you know, is really amazing. And Alcoa seems to consistently do this year after year. Yeah, very talented team. And, uh, you know, just kind of taking a look look back, Scott, at the regular season of Alcoa. We talk a little bit about that for a moment here, kind of go back to the Tornadoes and talk about them. Uh, Alcoa had a regional shutout streak going this season that they had from last year, carried it over into this season. They got all the way to 39 straight quarters without allowing a point to a regular season regional opponent. Um, and then that finally ended um, just a few weeks, about four weeks ago now against Northview Academy. Oh, yeah, just a, a good run by their running back, and I, I apologize for who it was, but he was able to get down, and Alcoa at that time already into yeah. their second, third string. Nothing against Northview there, um, but they were able to get that in and that end of the streak. Um, but, you know, things like that happen. The thing is, Alcoa's already started a new streak as it is. And something just as impressive, I believe, is the fact that other than Maribel scoring the two touchdowns earlier this season, no other 6A school has scored a touchdown against Alcoa's defense. Yeah, that's a great point. Maribel, the only team to have an offensive score on, a, on Alcoa in the 6A group of the three 6A opponents that played Alcoa this season. And Alcoa did pretty well, too, against the region. Scott, we talked already about the shutout streak. Last year, Alcoa outscored the region 305-0. to zero. They were pretty close this season as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Hey, 275-8 to eight is extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they capped off the regular season against Dobbinsville last week in another impressive win. Right, and again, that touchdown there. Um, 27 to seven. That touchdown for Dobbins Bennett came on a fumble, just like the one Blackman got against Alcoa that was raced back for a touchdown. Um, defense held strong. Actually, Dobbins Bennett a couple of times got close, but Alcoa would not bend, would not break, would not let him in. Well, and a, a 20 to seven victory for Alcoa. But how about the play of Braden Anderson? Excellent night on Braden. Five catches, 178 yards. In two touchdowns, uh, extremely great night for Braden. Yeah, a great night for Braden. And, Scott, we've got a great night here. It's a senior night for Alcoa. We'll be talking more about them later on, but we're going to take a break as we are doing a moment of silence and then getting ready to do the national anthem. We'll be back in a few minutes. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. 
I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacan? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. We are Windy City Grill and we brought Chai Town Taste to the 865. Chicago style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, 
Thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Welcome back into the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week as you're listening to the Secret Safe Place for Newborns pregame show. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel. And Scott, um, as we are coming back at the very moment, we see these seniors being the first ones to walk out in front of the fans and across the bleachers as they normally the team does as a whole. This time, it's the players, the seniors walking out by themselves and to their left. They're mamas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Senior night tonight, Heath. And one of the things that seems to be a tradition with Alcoa is seniors get their senior night the first game of the playoffs, something that's really special and a great incentive to get you into the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, it's actually a question, Scott, that was posed to me earlier this week. I got a uh, message um, by a fan on Facebook uh, uh, who has a player who plays for the team, and uh, they said a question. They said, Alcoa having senior night in the playoffs, they said, is that something any other team does? Not that I've seen. <laughs> and that's what I told him. I said, you know, honestly, I, it's not something I've seen from another team. And he was like, you know, that's a pretty bold move. And, and I said, you know, it is. Said, but when you play in the region we do and you're as talented as we are, I think it's just something Alcoa has come to expect. And that says just a lot about the program itself. It says a lot about the expectations that Coach Gary Rankin has laid for his football team. Right, exactly, Ethan. And I think, like I said, that's a really good um, incentive to get your players to work hard to get to the playoffs. But speaking of the playoffs, just give a quick little bit of information tonight, too, around the area. Just um, Greenback will be playing at Unica tonight, and Maryville gets a COVID win versus Science Hill. Unfortunately, Heritage and William Blunt, they're at home tonight. Season's over for them. Around the region, though, Gatlinburg Pittman will be hosting Unicoi County. Kingston travels to Chucky Doak, and Pigeon Forge will be taking on Claiborne tonight. They are at Claiborne. So um, good luck to all the region teams as well. Certainly, Scott. We certainly wish all of them the best of luck, and we, we will be keeping you posted throughout the night on how the teams that were in our area and also region play, how those games are going as Trevor Dunkel and ourselves will be keeping up to date with those throughout the evening. Got a little bit of a hodgepodge group as we kind of had to shake things up a little bit tonight. Trevor, Trevor Dunkel rocking out the statistical breakdown for us. So we've got you doing color commentary tonight. And then we've uh, recruited Adrian Harrell to assist us a little bit more tonight, possibly on some social media. So if you, if you get some uh, fancy social media tweets, it's, it's coming from a professional and Adrian Harrell is, uh, she is a master of it. But um, we, uh, we're, we're excited, Scott. We're ready to get things going. Um, but this game may be something that, honestly, if we think about it, is 
probably going to be over pretty quick. You know, you've oh, got yeah. a gain here. Um, and, and it's something that, as reading the articles this week and kind of think, seeing about how Coach Hurley was talking uh, about his team, is I think they kind of know what they're walking into. You're walking into a perennial powerhouse, um, one of the top teams in the state in Alcoa Tornadoes. And the Johnson County, I think, is going to um, give a strong effort tonight. I'm, I'm excited to see their freshman. I think they've got a bright future with him. But they know, and, and Coach Curley mentioned it, is they're playing a superior team than the Alcoa Tornado. Oh, yeah, definitely, Heath. And the unfortunate thing for them is they're one of their senior leaders quarterback, uh, Greer, unfortunately for him, Stacey Greer, well, he moved to fullback, but I'll take that back. But he's injured. Yeah. Uh, he's got some leg issues. Their uh, quarterback that um, I believe was Dalton Brown um, has had some hip issues from some of the games that he's played this year. Both of them are probably not going to play tonight, even though they were going to try. But we'll see what happens. And Johnson County, you know, they said they know it's going to be a really hard road, but uh, they're going to get out here and play anyway. Yeah, and I mean, why not? I mean, you've got the opportunity to go to the playoffs. Uh, another great chance for, for them uh, to get out here in front of a, a very talented group. And, and uh, you know, Coach Curley mentioned, Scott, that um, his team – would be facing a lot of players, have the opportunity tonight to face a lot of players that will be moving on to play collegiately with this Alcoa team. And he's not wrong. Is you know one of the players specifically, Greg Carroll, who uh, Connor Simcox will hope not to see a lot of tonight. Carroll is a commit to Georgia Tech, a very talented defensive end, and someone who's going to really be getting after it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely tonight. Well, and now, Scott, we're getting ready to kick things off as – Johnson County uh, will be kicking off to begin this game, and back to receive will be Alcoa. Looks like set up back there. A little bit different shakeup tonight as Isaiah Cox's season is over, and uh, Scott to start off the game before any Alcoa player can return it. The ball was kicked out of bounds. Penalty on the play, and Alcoa is going to have some great field position. Well, true, Heath, and I'm going to actually say this. That's probably the safest thing to do. <laughs> probably not a bad that uh, observation there as Alcoa will get the ball at the 35-yard line. And in at quarterback for Alcoa will be number eight starting the ball game for the Tornadoes tonight. That's Camden Burden. Burden, one of the seniors we'll be talking about tonight, 6'2", 205. Uh, typically plays a lot on defense, has really stepped up and played quarterback when needed this season as he used to play it when he was at Sevierville prior. And Burden will start off the game by handing the ball off to Ahmad Instant Sankey, and just like that, he gets a first down. Oh, yeah, he's a very good run. Looks like about an 11-yard or 12-yard gain on Ahmad. It looks like he's wearing number four again tonight, which is different than the number 15 he usually wears during, or has worn during the season. So first and 10 for Alcoa. Ball at the 47-yard line and burdened in the shotgun formation. He's going to get the snap, and he's going to hand it off to Sankey. And Sankey stiff arms one, has some room to run. He's going to get past the 40 to the 35 and finally be knocked out of bounds, but not before picking up his second consecutive Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Right, Heath. And a good 18-yard run there by Sankey on that play again makes another first down for Alcoa. And um, I'm sure that Johnson County is going to be seeing a lot of him, at least in the first quarter. They certainly will, as now the ball is going to be at the 36-yard line. Bird in the shotgun. He's got Zane Bottom to his left and Sankey to his right. He turns this time, cross buck, hands off to Bottom. Bottom misses one. Bottom turns on the Jets. 20, 15, 10, 
five, end zone, Zane Bonham. Oh, great run right there. A little off tackle to the left. 36-yard touchdown run for Alcoa and Bonham. And be honest with you, Heath, I believe it was last week, his first play, he fumbled, and they ran it back for a touchdown. So a great way to make up for last week's carry. Yeah, that's a great point, Scott. I think after that, we really didn't see much more of him right. offensively. Rankin probably brought him over, wanted him to kind of think about that mistake. He certainly learned from it as he held on to the football, and he had a brilliant run there as Zane Insane in the membrane bottom runs 36 yards for the touchdown. The extra point is up and doing, and your score with 11-21 here in the first quarter, Alcoa 7, Johnson County 0. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Welcome back in. Twin City certified in Maryville game of the week. After a six-yard return by Johnson County on the kickoff return, they start off on offense. And, Scott, a nice start as the freshman drops back and throws a dime for a first down. Yeah, it's a great catch right there from number 25. That was Aiden Walker. And um, – just a beautiful, beautiful catch. He was struggling to keep his balance as he kept getting spun around from the Alcoa players. But it looks like it was about a 24-yard gain for Johnson County. Simcox back to pass again and dropped that time by number 88. That is Javier Burfield, I believe he was like a – Javier Winfield tried to come down with the reception, but blasted by Camden Burden. So that'll fall in complete. But, man, a beautiful throw a minute ago by the freshman Connor Simcox. Definitely have a talent in him. So it's now second and ten for Johnson County. And Simcox back in the shotgun formation. 
Longhorn's going to have trips to the right, one receiver to the left, and one running back in the backfield with Simcox. He drops back, pump fake, turns the throw up and almost picked off that time by, it looks like, number 10 of Alcoa. That is Caden Buckles. Excuse me. No, that is not 10. A little hard to read from over here who that was, um, but broken up nonetheless by the defender, and it's going to be third and 10. So a good job defensively now by Alcoa. Two straight stops in a third and long situation for the Longhorn. And, Scott, um, just on those few passing plays alone, uh, they've done well giving Simcox some time in the pocket to try to be able to get the football down the field. As it's now third and ten, and now they come up to the line, and now they're in sort of a um, wingback situation, but they fumble the football, and Simcox able to recover, but not before he loses a yard. So it's now going to be fourth and 11, and the Longhorns will be forced to punt. Good defense by Alcoa that time after giving up a 24-yard first down to start the drive. They've been able to hold Simcox and uh, keep Johnson County from moving any further. All right, fourth and 11, and back to punt is Matt Mallory, the tight end and also defensive end for the Longhorns. So he'll get ready to punt and back to receive is Alcoa as going backwards and getting – out of the way, Scott, and losing a few yards because of it was number 26, Isaiah Bryant. Ball bounces about another five yards backwards, and it will be downed at the seven-yard line, and that is where Alcoa will take over on offense. Yeah, we're still kind of wondering about that. They've done that a lot this year, of just letting the ball bounce around. We thought maybe they were going to stop doing that a couple of games ago when they were returning, but for some reason they just let it start bouncing again. Well, you almost wonder there if Bryant thought – he was closer to the end zone than he was and thought moving out of the way was going to go into the end zone. Uh, but instead, that ball just kind of died after a couple of yards. And so a good job by the punter. And here comes Alcoa. As they'll turn. They'll hand the ball off to Sankey. Sankey out to the left. Misses one. Escapes another. Goes cross field and finally gets brought down after picking up a first down for Alcoa. And a nice run there by Ahmad Sankey will put the Tornadoes after that first run at the 29-yard line. And Sankey having a very impressive night so far. Um, we'll get those stats to you momentarily, but he has had a pretty good night. Zane Bottom as well. And, Scott, Alcoa hasn't had to throw a single pass because the running backs are doing so well. Right. Just like on that one, a good 20-yard run from Sankey right there. Now, here they go. We talk about the pass. They decide to mix it up this time and almost picked off as he turns, throws a slant route to Ronald Jackson, bounces out of his hands. Number 44 for the defense tries to come across and come away with it, but it falls out of his as well, so it'll be second and 10. Yeah, good play from Johnson County there, but could have been disastrous for Alcoa. As uh, the junior linebacker, Ethan Eisenhower, almost coming away with the interception. So second and 10, and the shotgun formation goes Alcoa. They'll have it tied into the right and the left of the formation. As this time he'll turn, he'll hand the football off to Bonham. Bonham around one, spin move, and awfully close to that first down. It's going to be about a nine-yard gain. Right, Heath, and a good good um, run there from Bonham. Just kind of lost his footing, got tripped up a little bit. Didn't make a lunge, at least for the first down marker. Got pretty close. Some of those defensive starters tonight for Johnson County High School at the nose guard position, Jay Ortega, defensive end, Trevor Henson, defensive end, Matt Mowry, 
linebacker Ryan Moorfield, linebacker Ethan Eisenhower. At the outside linebacker position, Stacey Greer, Aiden Walker, and also another linebacker for the Longhorns tonight, Corey Neely. And then at defensive back, you've got Ethan Bauer, Tyler Wilson, and at free safety, Javier Winfield. So that'll be your defensive starting lineup for the Longhorns tonight. We'll see them rotate in and out. And, uh, Scott, they have forced Alcoa into a fourth and short situation. Right. I was just getting ready to say that um, Stacy Greer that you just mentioned broke through the backfield and was able to bring Sankey down with no gain. So Alcoa having to run again. Yeah, and, Scott, uh, a good first down by Ahmad Sankey. However, that ball is going to move in the wrong direction as it's going to be a block in the back on offense for Alcoa. Uh, you make it even more obvious when the receiver threw his hands up um, and the ref saw it through the flag. And so now it's going to move the tornadoes backwards. We'll see where that puts them here in just a moment. I believe that's what around, is that around the 10 yard variety or 15? It'll be 10 yard variety. It'll move them backwards and it'll now force Alcoa to punt. So hats off to the Longhorns on the second offensive drive for Alcoa. Not allowing the Tornadoes to score and forcing the Tornadoes to give the football back. Is now back to punt for the Tornadoes is number 99, Braden Anderson. A young man we talked about from last week, Scott, had a very impressive performance against Dobbins Bennett as he was someone who was just difficult to stop. Oh, yeah, Heath. Again, like we mentioned in pregame, five catches, 178 yards, two touchdowns. Dobbins Bennett, Dobbins Bennett was glad to see him leave. Well, and Scott, um, not as much luck tonight as Matt Mallory gets into the backfield, gets his hands up, and blocks Braden Anderson's punt and knocks him all the way back to the one-yard line. So wow. Johnson County will now be on offense one yard away from Pater and nodding up this ball game. Yeah, Alco's going to have to really tighten up right here. And Mallory is down. He is hurt um, on the field. Uh, a good block by him, but might have hurt himself in the process. So Peggy Pratt, her team, along with that, the athletic training staff from the Longhorns, has come out to take a look at him. And we've got a timeout on the field. We're going to take one with him. Your score, 7.59 remaining in the first. Alcoa 7, Johnson County 0. We'll be right back. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. Welcome back in as Johnson County has come back onto the field and we are getting ready to get things going here on offense. As uh, we mentioned a minute ago, a blocked punt by the Longhorns has Johnson County at the one. So getting the snap 
is Simcox. Simcox rolls out to the right, tries to get into the end zone, and he will be denied. And, Scott, actually, that was the other quarterback, uh, Dalton Brown, making an appearance tonight, as we thought he might miss tonight's ball game, and it would be solely Simcox. Dalton Brown comes in and almost punches it into the end zone. Yeah, and I'm going to mention him and Greg both said, even though they were injured with a leg or back, they really didn't want to miss what would probably be their last game. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get out there and make an effort. So I'd applaud those gentlemen both on that. Yeah, sure thing. And, uh, and Alcoa is going to make an effort to try to prevent them from scoring here as it's now going to be second and one at the right near the goal line. As Brown still at quarterback to his left, number three, Stacey Greer. So both of those seniors we mentioned a moment ago. He turns this time and hands it off to number 21. That is Corey Neely, the junior running back. And Neely may have lost another yard on the play. Yeah, it looked like it was kind of a goal, six inches from the goal line, and Alcoa just decided to bring him back to a full yard this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so moved him a few more inches backwards, and now it's third and goal at the one. As going over to the sidelines and getting the plays, number 25, Aiden Walker, the senior wide receiver for the Longhorns. And Scott, you almost wonder here that two straight plays where they've tried to turn and just hand the football off, maybe trying to get under center and just do a quick silent count, quarterback sneak or something like that, or even maybe old Urban Meyer, little fake run, pop pass not work for you. But Jonathan County is uh, trying to figure that out. Alcoa is trying to figure out how to stop them, and as Alcoa will take a timeout to discuss things, and we'll take one with them. Your score with 6:27 left in the first quarter. Alcoa seven, Johnson County zero. We'll be back in one minute. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Welcome back in as we were coming back from the break. Johnson County tried again to punch it up the middle, and they got a couple of inches. Scott, so close. And it's going to be fourth and about, man, it looks like just just one inch away now from the end yeah, zone. Greer again on the carry on that. Can this Alcoa defense make one last stand here right near here on this defensive drive? And they try to go up the middle again to number three. That is Stacy Greer. And is he going to get it? God, I don't think he is. Wow. Wow, what a stand. Greer doesn't score four straight plays from the one yard line, and Alcoa throws up the Matumbo finger wag and says, not today. Oh, yeah, I think um, 
kind of Loudoun County was talking about the wall last year. That's kind of what Johnson County just ran into, a wall right there of Alcoa. Big, beefy linemen that left him nowhere to go, but nowhere to hide either. And, uh, and Scott, uh, I look, the defense did their job. Now they've given back to the offense with an opportunity for them to do theirs. As Verdon drops back, he's going to fire it down the field. He's going to try to hit an open wide receiver in Braden Anderson, and Scott just right through his hands. Oh, yeah, it looked like it kind of got there, and he twisted his hands just a little bit and basically just twisted the ball right out of his fingers. And that you're looking at that, it would have either been a really huge gain of about 48 yards, or that would have been six. Yeah, Braden Anderson had a step or two on the defender. Burton put it up and over the defender right where only Anderson could get it. Anderson head tilted straight up in the air, trying to watch that ball fall down into his hands as he was continuing to keep his stride, and it just fell right through. So second and ten for Alcoa. Ball low, Burden recovers. He hands the football off, breaking one tackle and getting a couple more yards there is Ahmad Sankey. Yeah, really good play from Ahmad right there, Heath. As, um, Johnson County is trying to be really, really careful after last week with Unicoi County giving up a 99-yard touchdown run. Looks like they're going to be a little more conservative on this third down play. He'll get it. He'll hand it off to Bonham. Bonham finds an opening. Breaks one, breaks another. Finally brought down, but not before they get a first down. And uh, now a little bit of breathing room for Alcoa. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good nine-yard run right there from Bonham. Get Alcoa out from the shadow of the goalpost and be able to start doing something a little bit more like like they like to do, you know? Well, it just gives them more room to operate, a little more breathing room to, to, to finesse and do some things with this offense. And so now we've got a new quarterback in the ball game as Lunsford is in. Lunsford will get the snap, and he'll roll out. He'll turn, and he'll fire it on the run. And breaking one tackle is Ronald Tank Jackson. Jackson, shoot, dive, wiggle, and trying to continue to go through the slip and slide of this Longhorn defense, and he'll pick up a first down. Yeah, a good 16-yard catch right there and run. Um, he was doing his best. He didn't want to come down, that's for sure. Ronald's a really tough player right there, and actually a good 17-yard run or a catch. But, um, yeah, he's he's someone that you're going to have to really wrap up and bring down because he's not coming down easy. Well, and another one of these talented seniors that we're certainly going to miss, and he's had the opportunity to play a, uh, for this team for a long time. As uh, Scott, he makes another big play there as he makes the reception from Lunsford. Right, and a good 15-yard catch right there. Lunsford looked around and looked at his options, saw that um, – Ronald was open, gave him a good hard throw right in the chest right there, right where he needed it and wanted it, and a good yardage for also another first down. Well, and a couple quick plays, and this offense is moving. As Lunsford turns and throws it up, Braden Anderson goes up, jumps over the defender, has to come back for it, but no problem. He'll, he'll take care of it, and a first down for Alcoa. Yeah, definitely, Heath, a good about 37-yard pass right there to Braden Anderson. Great play for Alcoa. Anderson just kind of waited on it. It was a little bit of a floater, waited on it, and made a really good catch over to the defender. So it's going to be at the 21-yard line now and a little issue handing off the football. So Lundford's going to keep it himself, Scott, and he's going to break one, and he is going to get close to the end zone as he breaks another tackle, gets a first down, and now they're about six yards away from Pater 
and uh, a really nice job by Zach Lunsford making something out of nothing there. Right. It looked like they should have been a handoff. Somebody missed a play or something. Lunsford just uh, ad-libbed basically on that, a 15-yard run. And he'll turn and he'll throw it up to Brandon Anderson, and he'll connect in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Alcoa. And a nice throw as Anderson continues his dominance on the football field as he had five catches, 178 yards, and two touchdowns last week. And it's the first quarter, and he's already got one touchdown on the board. Oh, yeah, he's a good, really good play right there. But a great way to answer a great defensive stand from your defensive unit is to come down and score. And Alcoa took care of that. Yeah, tell the defense, hey, thanks for doing your job. And you go sit on the bench, and we'll do ours. And Alcoa rolls right down the field, 99 yards on that offensive drive, and puts it in the end zone. The extra point is up and doing in your score with 312 remaining in the first quarter. It's Alcoa 14, Johnson County 0. We'll take a minute break. We'll be right back. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Alcoa kicks the football off to number 21, Corey Neely of the Longhorns. Neely breaking one tackle. Breaking another and getting past the 50-yard line and finally getting brought out of bounds by the Tornadoes at around the 45. A really nice run and return by Corey Neely. And that is well the, where the Longhorns will take over an offense. And, Scott, you have to feel a little defeated if you're this team as um, your defense helped get it to the one-yard line last time. Four straight plays, and you couldn't get a single yard. You couldn't cash in. And now, instead of being knotted up at seven, you're down 14-0. to zero. As this time, Dalton Brown gets the snap at quarterback. Ooh. He tries to go around the right side, and he meets a couple of defenders head-on, and he moves backwards. But uh, they'll blow that play dead, and there is a flag on the field. Yeah, not a nice way to meet some Alcoa players. That mm-hmm. was about group of four just took care of that. And they called a holding on. Johnson County looks like Alcoa is going to accept that penalty and mark them back 10 yards. So, mm. but an interesting play call too, Scott. This is kind of a kind of a really tight bunch, uh, you know, formation. Maybe a wing back formation there for um, Johnson County. We saw them do that a little bit earlier too. They seem to have a little bit more success going out of the shotgun. And I'll be honest with you, um, you know, Dalton Brown has come in here and done a few things here and there, but I'm, I'm more impressed with. With Simcox, the kid's got a pretty good arm, and he's only a freshman. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, 
you know, that play just a second ago before the holding, he only he actually got a negative one yard rush on that one, and um, Alcoa, you know, just like right now, is not letting him get anywhere. This time, Brown decides to keep it himself. He'll run up the middle, and he'll gain two. So it will be second and 18 now for the Longhorns as uh, time continues to tick off this clock here in the first quarter. Um, Alcoa leads 14-0 to zero with 240 and counting in the first quarter. And Johnson County, uh, after what looked to be uh, an opportunity to be able to tie this ball game up, was unable to score on their last offensive drive. So this time they get the football and on first and 10 have a holding penalty moves them backwards. So they're kind of trying to dig back out of the hole here on second and 18 and Brown in the shotgun formation. He'll get the snap. He's going to keep it again. He's going to run up the middle and actually that's going to be a new player in the ball game. Looks like a more of a wildcat package there. And Scott, I think that is number 25, no 26, excuse me. Um, that is Sam Mann, the senior running back. Yeah, they're trying anything to get around Alcoa the best they can, but Alcoa's just got way too much speed for um, Johnson County to be able to try to run around on the ends on him. One of the things I also noticed, Keith, too, is number five for Johnson County, Matthew or Matt Mallory, has been limping a lot. So another one of the players that's really struggled. And they just tried a quick kick from number 13. That is Joseph... Gamble, um, no, I take that back, sorry, Dalton Brown, number 13 for Johnson County. They tried a quick kick on a punt, and it went nowhere, basically sideways, and pretty much maybe got a full yard out of the whole kick right there. But, again, turnover to Alcoa, basically, punting quickly, and now Alcoa has the ball at Johnson County's 49-yard line, first and 10 as they head to the line. Zach Lunsford still in a quarterback as he's in the shotgun formation. He'll move bottom from his right to his left. He's got trips to the right and a single wide receiver to the left of it. Lunsford's going to get ready to get the snap. And they're going to call time for a moment, trying to figure out maybe they were trying to reset the clock. Referees say they are ready to go now, though. Lunsford drops back. He's going to turn. He's going to fire it deep up to Anderson. Anderson goes up and incomplete. But, Scott, it's going to be a pass interference call, and that will be on the defense. Yeah, Anderson didn't look too happy about about that. So, kind of see what happened. Maybe he was getting held. I couldn't really see the backside of him. So, Yeah, Anderson went up for that pass, and it looks like number 22 of the Longhorns, that was Ethan Bauer, kind of pushed Anderson forward a little bit to, to not be able to come down with that grab. Um, so, that pass interference play will be on the defense. That will – move Alcoa forward, and put them at the 39-yard line. Scott, a uh, secret safe place for newborn social media um, update. Um, out to Marty Millsaps coming in with the Denzo scoreboard update in the clutch for us as Greenback at the end of the first quarter is leading Unica 14-0. And uh, for a team that really didn't start off well, hats off to Greenback as they've been on quite a roll recently. Right, and, and kind of like a lot of teams, you know, due to the COVID issues, is just trying to get started because everything got started late. So, you know, Greenback's really starting to bring it on. And Alcoa's starting to bring it on as they hand the ball up the middle to Zane Bottom. And Bottom gets past the 30, past the 20, past the 10, and down at the 6, a first down for the Tornadoes. Yeah, great 28-yard run there by Bonham as he just went straight up the middle and, again, Alcoa's speed. 
And speed again as Zane, insane in the membrane, continues to drive defenses crazy as he hands the football up the middle and Zane into the end zone. Touchdown Tornadoes and Alcoa extending their lead. Another nice run by that young man. Almost an identical run to what he just did. Straight up the middle again. Good six yards. Alcoa scores. And here we are fixing to be 21 to. Zero with 106 left in the first quarter as we went on the kick from Foley. And the extra point is up, and it is good. And, Scott, we predicted this may be a quick night. It's looking to be just that. Your score with a minute six left to go in the first quarter. Alcoa 21, Johnson County 0. We'll be right back. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maryville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maryville. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. Simcox, knowing and already feeling heavy rushes from Alcoa, got rid of the ball quick, threw it basically down around his knees. He was never able to recover that catch. And now we're down second down and 10 as Johnson County is at their 33-yard line as they come to the line. Second and 10, and Simcox takes the handoff and tries to keep it himself. But, Scott, I bet he wishes he hadn't as he just kind of got stood straight up by coming into the backfield, was Camden Burden. Burden picks him up and brings him down to the turf. It'll be third and 16. Well, the clock is continuing to tick, Scott, and it looks like 
Johnson County is going to be content with potentially running one more play before they end this first quarter. Not unless they want a penalty. Yeah, they're going to have to do That's what I said. They are going to have to do one more as he'll bring him back out into the field. Uh, but, Scott, uh, some scoreboard updates here for you. Um, as we talked about, Greenback leading Unica 14-0 at the end of the first. Anderson County leading Granger 21-0. And we've already talked about it. Miraville will not be playing tonight as Science Hill had to forfeit due to COVID. So Maryville got it a first-round bye in the 6A playoffs, and they'll be moving on. There is a timeout on the field, and we'll take one with them. Um, actually, we'll stay right here because we're about to be done with the first quarter in a minute, so we'll stay here for just a moment. But, Scott, uh, something else to mention while we have the chance is uh, a little bit of a shout-out to Alcoa's great Carol and Isaiah Cox, as both of them have been listed as semifinalists for the Tennessee Titans, Mr. Football for awesome. 2020. That is awesome news. And um, Marty Millsaps may know more than I do, and I don't know if he's listening. If he is, maybe he'll get. He'll let me know. But I, I can't remember off the top of my head the last time two Alcoa Tornadoes were both on the list. I know we've seen at least yeah, one every year, but when was that. the last time two were semifinalists yeah. in the same year? Good, good question. Could be a really good Trevor's Tornado trivia Maybe futuristically yeah. in the playoffs. So so we'll start try to find that answer, and Trevor might uh, find it first. Um, and we'll work on getting some trivia on that later on. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to them. Super impressive. And, you know, Scott uh, Gray was actually a semifinalist last year. I think he got down to the finalist. So uh, opportunity for a second year in a row to make it that far, potentially see if he can win it. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I actually got word from Marty. As he mentioned, that might be something that we have to get uh, – that question to Mr. Blunt County himself, Stephen Cooper, and see if Stephen knows. Stephen knows the pulse of Blunt County football pretty well and the history quite well also. So I'll have to reach out to him this week, and we'll, we'll see if we can get you that answer before next week's game. Yeah, but um, as um, right there on the play, the um, Johnson County tried throwing a pass over to number 13. That was Brown. And Simcox threw it to a spot, but Brown was already about 5 to 10 yards up the field. So no one actually standing there. So we now go to fourth down with 2.6 seconds left in the first quarter. Getting back to punt. And a different punter this time is Mallory, who was punting earlier for them, got hurt on the blocked punt of Braden Anderson. So they have another guy doing kicking duties for them, and he, he gets the ball off quickly. It doesn't get very far. But they'll move out of the way, and it will take a longhorn bounce. It'll cross the 50, pass the 45, and down at the 43 and as it rolls and expires so does the clock is at the end of the first quarter now your score alcoa 21 johnson county zero we'll be back in just a minute you're listening to the twin city certified in maryville game of the week on 100.9 fm 850 am rocky top sports radio we are windy city grill and we brought chai town taste to the 865 Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville.
from the break. Your score, Alcoa 21, Johnson County 0. We're getting ready to start the second quarter, and Alcoa back on offense. 236 total yards of offense for Alcoa so far. A very impressive night, and that's only from the first quarter. As they turn and they hand the football off to Sankey. Sankey, a little hiding behind his offensive lineman for a minute, and then sneaks back out and jukes and evades another defender and picks up a first down. Another nice run by Sankey, who's had a really impressive night so far. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, as that was a 15-yard run from Sankey, again, hiding behind one of his players. Uh, I don't see the number on here that we have, but um, – Still a good play from Alcoa, first down for Sankey, and I believe that's number 11 and first downs for Alcoa. Yeah, another good run here as we've got another first down for the Tornadoes, and Alcoa moving very quickly. They'll hand it off to Sankey again. Sankey, very patient behind his offensive line, and then starts to step through and gets out three yards on the carry. Uh, but a good job by the Johnson County defensive line of a nice little push back there to close that gap quickly. It'll be second and seven for Alcoa. And Tornado Scott just trying to, to hurry to the offensive line as they're now in the shotgun formation and in the backfield with Sankey's Elijah Cannon to the right of Lunsford. And Cannon will be the one who will get the carry. Freshman breaks one, takes another with him, and he'll get very close to the first down marker. Yeah, Elijah, very hard player to bring down and for a lack of a better observation, will – pile into you like a cannon shot if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, Elijah Cannon, a very impressive freshman. He was a young man, Scott, two weeks ago against Gallenberg Pittman, had two pick sixes for touchdowns as he was playing linebacker on defense. Lunsford goes back, throws it down the field, up, and oh, almost caught and brought down into the end zone by Landon Ford, but as Landon's falling to the turf, loses the handle. So incomplete, and it'll be fourth and one for Alcoa. Lunsford coming back to the huddle to bring the play to his team. And a nice throw there. Maybe just a little bit more air under that one as the defender almost had a chance to pick that one right away. Ford tried to rip it out of his hands and come down with it, but just not able to do so. So fourth and one, uh, and the okay. ball snapped high to Lunsford, and Lunsford's going to have to get it, and Lunsford's just going to drop on it. And with him doing that, it'll be a turnover and Johnson County football. Not a good snap by the center there. It was about five feet over Lunsford's head. All Lunsford could do was try to hurry and get back to that one. But Scott, you know, did the right thing there. Instead of trying to pick it up and turn around, probably would have gotten blasted. Instead, he did the smart thing. He fell on it, tried to just keep the ball safe and not lose any more yardage. So Johnson County will get the ball at the 40-yard line is where they'll start, 60 yards away from the end zone, trying to see if they can get something going on offense. They had a good one or two plays going early on in this ball game with Connor Simcox, the freshman who got the start tonight. Then they rotated in Dalton Brown, the senior quarterback who had been injured but wanted to try to play tonight. But they have finally gone back to Simcox. And Simcox throws it up. Oh, it's oh, right wow. through the hands of number 22, Ethan Bauer. And Bauer had some nice speed. Simcox just had put it in a place, and Bauer went and got it. But Unfortunately, Scott, as he was coming down, it just fell right through. Yeah, the the thing, though, that um, should not have happened was the defense just got beat. We should have been all over that receiver, and um, he just ran right by us and headed down. That would have been six had he been able to hang on to that football. 
Another scoreboard update, Scott Greenback, uh, over 80-yard drive down and into the end zone, and now they're leading Uneka 28-0. Good for Greenback. Way to go. Hope they continue this streak for them. That was a Denzo scoreboard update. And Simcox hands the football up the middle. And going nowhere that time is the running back, number three, Stacey Greer. Yeah, again, Greer's one of them that, you know, stated in one of the articles we checked up with um, out of Johnson City was talking a lot about uh, leg injuries, just a lot of injuries during the season, you know, kind of a long season for them. And, again, a lot of this comes down to the due to the COVID and them not getting as much time to condition and get ready to start the season. And a season like this really wears on you after a while. Dalton Brown, it looks like, I believe, Scott. Can't tell if that's Brown or Greer here. It will be Brown. Brown will get it. He'll turn, try to cut it back up through the middle, and he will fall right at the line of scrimmage. So third and ten now. Oh, excuse me, fourth down for Johnson County. And, Scott, you talked about Stacy Greer a minute ago. I was reading an article earlier this week, really fascinating, talking about these rotations of quarterbacks. Greer was the starting quarterback for the right. Longhorns last season. Um, but in order to allow Dalton Brown, a, 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 maybe a little bit better athlete, and putting another athlete on the field to help out this Longhorn offense, uh, Greer moved the fullback to allow Dalton to be on the field to play quarterback. Right, Heath. And, and they've had a pretty good season with him and Simcox both. So um, good good season for them. A little bit of struggles, but, you know, here we go again as they race to the line. And looking like they're going to go for it. And Stan Brown gets the snap, and he punts it off quickly. And Alcoa is not back for that, so it's going to take a long horn roll and be downed at the little past the 10, I'd say the 11-yard line. Right, is where about a 49-yard punt. Yeah, nice punt where Alcoa will take over. And, Scott, really that punt uh, was successful because they faked going for it. So Alcoa pulled up, so there was no one back to receive. And that ball just kept rolling. So um, rolling down through the plains, and it'll end at the 11. And that is where Alcoa will take over. And it's got a, ever since early on in the first quarter, it's been the Zach Lunsford show, and he's been quite impressive. As he will come up to the line of scrimmage, the shotgun formation. Got a two tight end set for Alcoa. And Sankey in the backfield. Sankey will get the carry. Sankey has an open uh -oh. hole. He's going to get to the outside and a good block by Tank Jackson. And Sankey finally caught from behind and drug out of bounds at the 51-yard line. So he fixed that one a 49-yard <laughs> uh, line. Uh, yeah, about a 40-yard run. run by Ahmad Sankey. And uh, I knew I had said the wrong thing when uh, Scott was patting my back and Trevor was giving me the death clear from the right as he was trying to put in stats, and he knew 51 just wasn't confused. So here comes. The Alco offense hurrying back to the line of scrimmage and Sankey in the backfield. And in the jet sweep action, they're going to hand it off instead to Ronald Jackson. Jackson cutting all the way back and uh, has some room. Johnson trying to bring him down. But, Scott, he has been one of the most difficult players for Johnson County to bring down all night. Yeah, he really has. A good 15-yard run right there. And um, good first down. Ronald has had a really good night, very elusive tonight in trying to, uh, for Johnson County to bring him down. But um, that's one of the great weapons Alcoa has. So first and ten for Alcoa. Two tight ends set. Lunsford will hand it off to Sankey. 
in the backfield, almost bringing Sankey down, is number 71 of the Longhorns. That is John Stout, and uh, he certainly looks the part as the junior defensive tackle almost comes away with throwing Sankey down in the backfield. Sankey somehow ducks under him and wiggles his way for two-yard gains. It'll be second and eight. Yeah, I kind of wonder if Stout didn't realize he almost would have gotten called for a horse collar from where he grabbed Sankey at and kind of released to not get the penalty. Second and eight. Cole back to the line of scrimmage. We'll hand it off this time to the speedster sophomore, Jordan Harris. But getting in the backfield again quickly is that Johnson County defense, and Harris nowhere to go, and he'll actually lose a yard on the play. Yeah, he does. Aiden Walker uh, was able to get around the end, and I think kind of caught Jordan a little off guard, but Jordan was trying to juke back into the inside, work his way back in, and was able to at least get a couple yards, keep from a loss back there as Alcoa now comes to the line third and eight around the 32-yard line of Johnson County. Alcoa hands off over to Sankey. Sankey breaks through the middle and looks like they're calling something. Yeah, it may have been a hold at that. As uh, almost scoring there was number nine, Jordan Harris. Sorry, I had a bad angle, so. No, 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 you're good. And uh, we'll see what the play or the penalty is. I think it may be a hold on Alcoa. We'll await the call from the referee as they're talking things over. Scott, it looks like Alcoa knows as they're starting to move backwards, so. Was a hold. On the offense. It's kind of looks like, is that a spot foul? Yeah, it is. Um, they gave him the nine yards, and then they backed him up ten. And off the cannon. It shot out of a cannon, goes Elijah, and Elijah gets a Dwight Price, the realty executive, first down. Yeah, he gets that head down and comes at you. At full speed, that's not somebody I want to meet. He's almost, you know, and I've talked about it throughout the season, but you really, you know, you watch him in person, it reminds you of, of a young Tristan Blankenship. But, but what's even scarier about that is, you know, he's this big, tall kid, a lot of size, runs downhill, but I honestly think he's even faster than Blankenship was at his age. As Lunsford this time hands the football off to Sankey. Sankey misses one tackle, breaks another going to take another with him into the end zone. Touchdown, Alcoa. A nice 15-yard run by Ahmad Instant Sankey with an Alcoa instant touchdown as they will extend it to a 27-0 lead. And coming out for the extra point is the junior kicker at 5'10", 160 pounds, Jet Foley. Back to hold for Alcoa, I believe Scott is number 16. I believe that is Riley Heaton, as he will be back to hold for Jet Foley as he'll await the snap. Snap's good. Kick is up, and it is doing. Your score with 547 remaining in the second quarter. Alcoa 28, Johnson County 0. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We'll be right back. 
West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. We are back and so is the Alcoa football team as they kick the football off to Johnson County and back to receive is number one that is Tyler Wilson, the senior wide receiver. And, and he will have an injury on the field as well. We do, Scott. Wilson will only get about one yard on the carry. And then as he runs over to the sidelines, there's still a Longhorn left. And he is in some pain. As he's kind of writhing back and forth. And Peggy Bryant out to check on him. Both coaches coming over as well to make sure the young man's okay. Yeah. And, uh, and just to uh, bring up a really good tackle from Landon Ford on that play as well. And Scott, uh, hurting but able to get up, luckily, and uh, kind of hobbling over to the sidelines. He's got one coach with his arm around him trying to help him. Not exactly sure. It could have been an ankle or just twisted something the wrong way. Um, I don't think it's anything more serious than that or, or some kind of cramp. But luckily, he's all right making his way over to the sidelines. I think for Johnson County, it looks like that may be number 88, Javier Winfield, who's making his way over to the sidelines. Um, but we'll hope, we hope he is okay and he's able to return. There's not a lot of depth on this Johnson County football team, and so they need every player that they can get. And injuries have certainly ravaged them throughout the season. As you talked about kind of that win-loss, 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 you imagine they probably would have won a few more had they had a few more players healthy as they try to run the football up the middle and gray make him pay Carroll brings number 26, Sam Mann down to the ground. Yeah. It looks like a little wildcat um, action there from Johnson County and um, Alcoa had nothing, nothing for it other than to introduce him to gray Carroll. Well, now the two have met as they have gotten the opportunity to be tackled by the, one of the Mr. Football semifinalists here in Tennessee as it is second and ten, and Dalton Brown in a quarterback. A wing T formation, it appears, for Brown, and Brown's going to get the snap. He's going to drop back. He's going to roll out to the right, and a lot of heavy pressure, and he spins off one tackle, but he's still in the backfield, and so are the rest of the Alcoa defense. And they're looking to take him to the ground, and they think they stripped him of the football. The refs, I think, are going to call forward progress. Right, they'd already called the ball down. Looks like Gray had him, and just as Gray was fixing to bring him down, he spun out of him. But when he did, he turned around, and there was a host of tornadoes standing there waiting on him.
I can't tell if it's a little bit of John or if it's a little just bit of a healthy conversation on the football field as Gray sitting there talking by himself to the offense of Johnson County, the offensive line. Um, the ref finally comes over and says a few things to him, but hopefully they're good. Probably just, just chatting. Third and 14, and back to punt. And Scott, was it? No, it was third down. Yeah, third was and another, they're, they're doing a lot of quick kicks tonight. And uh, Yeah, I don't think that was my question, though. It was third down. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> How better to catch you off guard than on third down punt? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it worked. They, they, they certainly caught us off guard as they'll uh, move the – Punt that off, and that will put the ball at the 36 for Alcoa, and that is where Zach Lunsford and this offense will take over. But, uh, man, what a shocker. Yeah. I thought a they quick, would have tried to go for something A quick 36-yard punt, but it got it out of their territory and back into Alcoa's. Gave up a little early on that one, if you ask me. But Lunsford drops back. He looks down the field, finds to Heron Sutter. Sutter breaking one tackle. Sutter's got a blocker. He's got some open room to the 20, to the 10. Gets past one more defender and into the end zone. Touchdown to Heron Sutter. 63-yard catch for Sutter. And, you know, just a beautiful run. And um, Alcoa is, as Marty loves to see, just one point shy here of 35 and getting into the continuous clock in the second half. Well, uh, to Heron, get your money's worth. Sutter scored oh, 63 yards for the touchdown. And as you mentioned, it's now 34-0. to And back to kick is Jet Foley. Riley Heaton with the hole. That looks good. Kick looks good also. So now your score with 346 remaining in the second quarter. Alcoa 35, Johnson County 0. We'll be right back. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Johnson County on the field waiting to receive. And Alcoa still getting some last-minute advice on the sidelines from their special teams coach and making sure everyone is out there that needs to be. And uh, they'll finally be coming out to the field, may have made one or two substitutions. As Scott, you'd imagine tonight is senior night for Alcoa. Uh, pretty bold move, as we talked about in the pregame show, is a team that typically does that in the – first round of the playoffs where most teams do it in their final regular season game you'll probably see a lot of seniors getting rotating in and out of this ball game tonight and a back to kick is Riley Heaton for Alcoa and he will get it off and Bumble. dropping the football is Johnson County but they're able to pick it up and uh, get about five yards out of it but not and then as soon as he does Scott, how about the kicker, Riley Heaton, coming up and laying the wood on that Johnson County returner? Oh, yeah, not something you really look for out of your kicker is to uh, be able to 
just meet and greet the um, runner. Got an interesting stat here for you from the man himself, Trevor Dunkel, doing statistical breakdowns for us tonight. So far, Alcoa with 20 first downs, Johnson County one. I can see that. Johnson County has not been able, unfortunately, for them to be able to move the ball. But again, Alcoa's defense is not one that likes to give people a lot of anything, yardage, first downs, points. Brown will get the carry. He'll try to go up the middle, and there to bring him down, Greg Carroll, and also another senior who's been there throughout the year, Scott, and a young man who's been playing on this defense since he was a sophomore. That's 5'10", 215-pound Luke Summerall. Yeah, Luke getting in there and, and helping to disrupt with Gray, and Johnson County's offensive line is just getting destroyed right now by Alcoa because they're pretty much – getting back there with the quarterback or the running back pretty quickly. Getting the snap again is Brown. Brown tries to go on the right side, and again, Greg, Greg and Summerall. Exactly. Well, Heath, it's third down. Will they punt? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently that's the new philosophy. Uh, we we're talking at the break, and apparently they did that earlier too, and somehow we missed it. So uh, third and long seems to be the new trend of funding for Johnson County. We'll see if they continue that here. Um, would like to see them go for one more play. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and, Scott, they may do it here. Is now in at quarterback is Connor Simcox in the shotgun formation. He'll have Dalton Brown to his right. He'll also have trips to the right and a single wide receiver to the left. There's some confusion on the field as it will no longer be trips as they take the wide receiver and try to bring them across the field. And I think Johnson County a little frustrated about the confusion on the play, and it appears to be that they're calling a timeout to talk some things over. You, you hate to see it. It's been a difficult game for them, and, and uh, still seeing some confusion is certainly something you, you're not happy about. As the coach is trying to talk some things over with his team, looks like Rankin's saying a few things to Alcoa as well and we'll see if they get back on the field in just a moment. But uh, other than one or two plays here or there, Scott, it has been all Alcoa so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has. Heath. Um, Alcoa getting the punt blocked earlier, almost giving up the touchdown to Johnson County. I think pretty much, um, of course, that wasn't something the defense did, but it did wake Alcoa up, and the defense stood tall, keeping Johnson County from scoring. Well, Scott, they're back on the field and dropping back is Simcox. Simcox turns and out on a bubble screen quickly over to number 13, Dalton Brown. And Scott Brown will continue to move backwards as the Alcoa defense was reading that one from the yeah, jump, and, and they'll bring him down. You can really, just by watching Dalton walking around, other than his leg giving him issues, you can tell that hip's hurting too. And, you know, it's a senior season. He's trying to give everything he can give. But I'm not sure that there's much left for him. Uh, just how, you know, just looking, watching him walk off the field right now. Well, and you're about to punt the football. I'd probably just send him over to the sidelines and let someone yeah. else do it. I don't think your football's going to get very far if you've got a hip issue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I give him a lot of, um, you know, give him some applause, and you know, got to give the kid some love because he's out there trying as hard as he can, but. His body looks like it's just really not wanting to do anything. Well, if there's anyone who knows about that, it's probably some injuries 
you know, early on in the season, Gray had to deal with that yeah. he had to recover from as well. And so certainly he can understand and a lot of these teammates can as well as a God, they're going to bring him out there and he's going to gut through it as Brown is going to be back to punt the football. Yeah, it looks like Jackson's back there, and I can't see the other player. From looks like Jordan Bengals. Harris. And Harris calls for a fair catch at the 37-yard line for Johnson County, or they're going to give him to the 39. But, again, Alcoa's ball, first down and 10, 39-yard line of Johnson County with 153 left in the first half. And Lunsford brings out this offense, and he's got Elijah Cannon in the backfield with him. He'll turn and say something to the wide receivers on the right side. You've got Jamal Williams, Braden Anderson, and looks like Jordan Harris to the right. Lunsford drops back, throws at the single side to Landon Ford. Ford misses a defender. He's off to the races, and Landon Ford to the end zone. As Alcoa with another touchdown, and that was pretty easy. As Ford catches it, he turns around, the defender falls. Yeah, and then Tyler all he had to do was turn like the he turned off. to grab him, and he just slipped right out of his hand. And Landon had a straight shot right down the sideline. He certainly did. And uh, Landon Ford puts that into the end zone, and Alcoa extends their lead to 41-0. And now back to kick is Jed Foley. Tommy, if you've heard that one before. Yeah, and a good 39-yard catch from uh, Landon right there. So glad to see him rewarded with a touchdown as well tonight. Extra point is up and doing. And your score with a minute 43 remaining in the second quarter. Alcoa 42, Johnson County 0. We'll take a quick commercial break. and We'll be back to bring you the kickoff from Alcoa. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. Welcome back. As we are wrapping up things, a minute 43 remaining here in the second quarter as we're about to end this first half. And Scott, Alcoa leads 42 to 0. Took a minute. For them to get set up on this kickoff team, it looked like one player wasn't on the field, and the coaches finally found him and got him out there. So now back to kick is Riley Heaton. Heaton will take his steps back. Now a couple to the left and get himself ready, look at his team, make sure they're ready to go. And he will do the kicking duties. as He will punch it deep. And it'll be caught by number 22 of Johnson County. He's going to turn to the right. He's going to escape one defender. He's going to try to keep the Jets going. It's going to get him all the way to the 31. A very nice run there by number 22, Ethan Bauer. Right, a good 19-yard run there, Heath, from Bauer, uh, able to elude a couple of Alcoa defenders before finally being brought down. So Johnson County with the ball at the Alcoa 30-yard line with 135 left in the second quarter. 
Now comes this Johnson County offense. Back at quarterback number three, Stacy Greer. As we mentioned, actually, no, they're going to move Greer to the side, and in comes Connor Simcox. So Greer will be the new running back to the left of Simcox as Brown may be on the sidelines taking a breather, as it's certainly well-deserved. Simcox drops back, pump bank, then fires it, and it's going to be intercepted. And as soon as he catches it, the wide receiver has to make the tackle, but a very nice interception for Alcoa. Yeah, and that was a good catch right there, interception by number five. Yeah, Bledsoe, uh, Kobe Bledsoe, played the uh, receiver very well, watched for the ball, the ball came down, and you could see his eyes probably got huge as he was waiting on that ball to come to him. Easy picking there for the junior defensive back at 6'1", 165 pounds, and he gives the football back to this Alcoa offense, who has just been surging tonight, as Zach Lunsford has done a really good job leading this team. He turns and throws the football down the field, and he completes it on the outside to number 26, Isaiah Bryant. Bryant makes the first man miss and gets a couple extra yards on the play. It'll be second and five. And, Scott, we've got an injury on the field. Yeah, number 44, Heath. That is Ethan Eisenhower. Yeah, Ethan Eisenhower on the ground, and Scott a, could have potentially be a um, collarbone. He's holding that shoulder and just kind of rising in pain. He's kind of sitting up at the moment. Peggy's checking that shoulder, checking the flexibility of that left arm, and hopefully he's okay, but he's certainly hurt. You hate to see that. I mean, speaking of those collarbone-type injuries, uh, very similar injury. They didn't they didn't come out and specifically say collarbone, but uh, the report this week was a, a very similar injury happened to Isaiah Cox, who uh, unfortunately will uh, be done. His senior season is now yeah, over. Yeah, we definitely miss Isaiah. Hated to see that happen last week at Dobbins Bennett. Mm-hmm. A talented young man and uh, probably one of the best athletes on this football team, and you, you hate to lose him, uh, but you know he's going to be on the sidelines cheering on his teammates and his, uh, you know, his college future is still yet to be determined. As he's got some, uh, some big time offers, and just still kind of waiting to see who he decides he's going to take his talents to at the next level. But Eisenhower finally gets up and makes his way to the sidelines, and so Alcoa will get things going here on offense. Second and five, Lunsford drops back. Chris passed down the field, but tripping up is Landon Ford and falling incomplete is football as it just continues to roll. It'll be third and five, and Lunsford there just said. Uh, Probably tried to fit that one in too tight of a window. Yeah, it looks like a good pass, though, and Ford, I think, would have had a chance for it had he not got tangled up with the defender. But you can see him looking for a flag on the play and the referee saying that's incidental. Turns and fires out to Jordan Harris, and Harris will pick up the first down and then just run out of bounds as he had nowhere to go. So a dry price of Realty Executives first down for Alcoa. Yeah, smart play on his part. It would have one minute left in the quarter as he runs for the first down, sees where the chains are, and at least gets the first down first. Here we go again. This time they hand it off to Cannon, and Cannon has a defender around his waist, and he takes him for a ride another seven yards down the field, and it'll be second and eight. Yeah, he think was taking Ryan Moorfield for a ride down, the, down uh, those seven yards as Moorfield was hanging on for dear life. So actually, it'll be second and two, um, and Alcoa will take a timeout 
a Loy's Lawn Care timeout. Scott, let's take one with him. 53 seconds remain here in the second quarter. Alcoa 42, Johnson County 0. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Lunsford and a good pickup there by the quarterback, uh, a young man, Scott, who doesn't use his legs a lot, um, as he only has about, I think, 24 yards rushing this season, but he's um, he's had to do so a few times tonight. Oh, yeah, just a little bit, but he's done more for his arm, got a great arm. Oh, uh, a fantastic one. As he turns and gets the ball out of his hands quickly, this time to Harris. Harris will take it over to the sidelines. Not a four-yard gain, but there is a flag on the field, and it may be a holding penalty. Well, something was seen because there's two flags out there. Mm. Usually when you see it in the backfield like that, you typically think either a hold or a rough in the passer, and it looks like it will indeed be a hold. While they're moving the ball, Lunsford will go over to the sidelines and talk to Rankin about what he was seeing. Yeah, the unfortunate thing with that hold, too, is it negates a really good catch and run. So it'll continue to be first down in Alcoa with about, it's like 25 yards. Yeah, that's going to put him deep. First and 25. Lunsford drops back, escapes pressure, keeps his eyes down the field and fires and complete and go. Oh. Wow, going out of bounds that time was number 26 for Alcoa, Scott, but they're going to say that he was out. Mm, that's tough. Yeah, it looked like he was going to be able to keep it in there, but you saw the side judge waving his hands. No, no catch. So, <laughs> well, the, the chain gang is going to have to move backwards as the second down marker thought it was complete like we did. So back to back to 25 yards back. It's second and 25. We've got 30 seconds on the clock here. In the second quarter and 45 yards away from the end zone. Alcoa drops back. Looks like they're going to try to run a screen as Lunsford escapes pressure. Ooh, doesn't escape the back. second. As he is brought down by number 13, that is Dalton Brown. And Scott Brown back on the field making plays. Yeah, like I said, he's going to give it his all. And a um, little bit of help there by number 26 as well, Sam Mann, as Mann kind of disrupted um, – Lunsford, and then Brown just cleaned up the mess, basically. Well, 
They're just going to let the rest of this clock run out. So your score at the end of the first half, Alcoa 42, Johnson County 0. It has been all Alcoa so far this ballgame. And, Scott, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will bring you the Secret Safe Place for Newborns halftime show. We'll bring in Trevor Dunkel this time to do the statistical breakdown. We may actually have you assist with that and then uh, let you guys talk a little bit about the playoff picture for this year so far as well. So you're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Again, at the half, Alcoa 42, Johnson County 0. We'll be back in a few minutes. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, Compilation, Review, and Assurance Services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle, in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638. Or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865 
Welcome back in as you're listening to the Secret Safe Place for Newborns halftime show here at Alcoa High School. The Alcoa Tornadoes link the Longhorns of Johnson County High School 42-0. Very impressive game so far for Alcoa. And here to give us the statistical breakdown of what you've missed so far, Scott Dunkel. Scott, take it away. All right, Heath. Thank you very much. As Alcoa, again, leads Johnson County 42-0 tonight. So far for Johnson County, four, or negative 14 yards on 15 rushing attempts, two of eight in passing, one interception, 21 yards, 23 plays from scrimmage, seven total yards uh, for Johnson County. So far tonight, no touchdowns whatsoever or, or safeties. They've had one fumble. They were able to retain that. Two penalties for 20 yards and, as mentioned earlier, one first down. Connor Zim- Simcox, two of eight, 21 yards. Again, one interception. Dalton Brown has played at quarterback, but no passes tonight for them. Connor Simcox, two carries, negative seven yards. Dalton Brown, six carries, negative one yard. Stacey Greer, four uh, rushes. And I'm sorry, those were rushes on Simcox and Dalton or Brown. Um, Four carries for one yard. Corey Neely, one carry, no yards. Sam Mann, two carries, two yards for Johnson County. Again, negative 14 total yards in 15 rushing attempts. Looking over at Alcoa, completely different scenario here. 279 total rushing yards, 27 rushing attempts, 8 of 16 and passing, no interceptions, 193 total yards. 43 plays from scrimmage, 472 total yards of offense for Alcoa. Same for all purpose as Alcoa basically has not ran anything back tonight. Um, All the punch they've just let fall. And some of the quick kicks, nobody was there. Three rushing touchdowns for Alcoa, three passing total of six. Again, uh, Jet Foley, six of six and extra points for Alcoa. Zach Lunsford, 8 of 14, 193 yards. Kendon Burden, two attempts, no completions. Uh, Zach also has three passing touchdowns, has been sacked once. Lunsford, three carries, five yards. Ahmad Sankey, 12 carries, 148 yards and a touchdown. Excuse me. Ronald Jackson, one carry, 15 yards. Elijah Cannon, three carries, 31. Jordan Harris, two carries, 11. Zane Bonham, five carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns. To Heron Sutter, one catch, 463 yards, and a touchdown. Landon Ford, a catch for 39, also a touchdown. And Braden Anderson, two catches, 44 yards, good with a touchdown. Ronald Jackson, two catches for 32. Again, accumulating six total uh, touchdowns for Alcoa. And Alcoa leads Johnson County Longhorns 42-0 here at the half. All right, Scott, thank you for that information. As uh, you were doing the statistical breakdown, the Alcoa seniors were being honored on the field. A very impressive senior class, four state titles. And, Scott, Alcoa lists 14 seniors on this roster, with 10 of them being four-year players for the Tornadoes. So hats off to them and everything that they've accomplished. And I said four state titles. I think I got a little ahead of myself. Three state titles, hoping to have a fourth this season it just feels like they've been here for so long right oh yes a lot of players that have been playing since they were probably freshmen or sophomores and uh, it's one of the great things about this program scott is 
you've got players like these, like Ronald Jackson, for example, or Gray Carroll or Tahirin Sutters or young men that we've been talking about for several years. Ahmad Sankey, these young men have, have done some great things here, and we're certainly going to miss them. But, um, you know, they, they paved the way, and just like the class before them and the class before that, being such great examples about what it takes to be successful here at Alcoa and setting that bar and that standard high, forcing every class to come after them to not only try to achieve it, but just to continue to try to go above it. All right, Heath. And, you know, definitely wanting to continue the tradition at Alcoa Highway and not be the team that does not bring home a state championship. You don't want to be that senior class that doesn't bring that home. So um, looking forward to some more great games from these seniors coming up and definitely wish them well with future endeavors once they do graduate. Absolutely. Well, Scott, we're going to take a break, and when we come back here in a few minutes, Trevor Dunkel is going to come on the headset with you and talk a little bit about the 3A playoff breakdown as what we can potentially look forward to next week. And if we have any scoreboard updates for those, we'll bring those to you as well. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. We all come from any walks of life. But no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. As you are listening to the Secret Safe Place for Newborns Halftime Show, this is Scott Dunkel along with Trevor Dunkel, who is going to update us here with the Denso scoreboard. Let us know what's going on around the playoffs tonight, Trevor. Hey, thank you, Scott. So as 
you mentioned, it's it's playoff season for for everyone right now. So a bunch of updates. Um, won't be able to get to everyone, but we'll try to get you uh, as many as possible. So we'll start in uh, 1A, um, where Greenback is. And um, as Heath mentioned earlier, Greenback was taking on uh, Uneka. Uh, um, and that game is actually not how I thought it would be. Greenback is actually leading 49-0 to zero at the half. Greenback not having a great season, really, where most of their wins were from COVID-related. Um, so... Didn't expect them to do so well, but they're they're kind of copying what they did last year um, in the first round against Unica, where they beat them 51 to six. So um, looks like they'll be moving on um, to next week, but um, next week might not be so great as they might have to face Coalfield again, who they lost to yeah. earlier in the season. Coalfield nine and zero. Coalfield um, playing Hancock County tonight, who's zero and eight. I guess Hancock didn't have enough region teams, and everybody just got to go, but. Um, Coalfield leading at half 32-0. to zero. Um, And then the, those teams will then move on uh, later into the quarterfinals to play um, some of these teams where Cloudlands is leading midway at the half 22-14. to 14. Um, And then Oliver Springs leading Jellicoe 53-6. to six, And that um, is still in the second quarter. Um, and then moving on to uh, the uh, 3A, um, a lot of teams that we're actually looking forward to we might uh, have to play. I mean, it looks like our region is, is doing really well. That We might essentially take almost all the games tonight. But um, right now, uh, Pigeon Forge and Claiborne are at the half. Pigeon Forge leading 28-7. to seven. Um, And then Gatlinburg-Pittman leading Unicoi County 34-6 to six. Um, at the half last year, they played each other as well, and Gallenberg Pittman beat them 62 to 21. So a little bit closer this year, but not as uh, as close as Unicoi would like. Um, and then the game that we're really paying attention to is Kingston and Chucky Doak. Um, this is the closest game between um, all of the teams, and Kingston is leading 21 to 20 at the half. Um, and then um, moving on to 5A. Sevier County and David Crockett tied at 28 at the half. South Doyle and Daniel Boone playing tonight. South Doyle leading 24-6 to at the half. Halls leading Tennessee high 15-7, to which as a Tennessee fan, uh, yeah. you see Tennessee lose a lot, don't you? Wrong Tennessee. <laughs> That's right. Uh, moving on within 5A, we have uh, Central hosting Morristown East. Central looking to uh, pull away on that one as they're leading 42-7 to in the second. Um, West also looking to move on as they're beating Lenore City 59-7 to at the half. Powell and Walker Valley actually playing a very close game right now as Powell is leading 10-7 to at the half. So we'll see what happens later in that game. Oak Ridge uh, hosting Saudi Daisy tonight. Oak Ridge leading 24-7 to at the half. And then a very close game between Fulton and Ray County, which was – not expected. It's zero at the half. No one has scored there. Wow, very very interesting game at that. Fulton struggled a little bit this year, so um, and COVID's had a lot to do with it, but it looks like they're having a good game with a very good Ray County team. Oh, yeah. And a couple quick more updates. Uh, looks like uh, the players are back on on the field stretching, so we'll hurry this up a little bit. Um, we got 6A. Dobbins Bennett's um, hosting Cleveland tonight, and that's actually very close as well. Wasn't expecting this. Dobbins Bennett leading 20 to 14 at the half. So we'd like to see Dobbins Bennett uh, pull that one out. Um, 
their hospitality was amazing last week and, and like to see them to continue winning. Um, and then McMinn County leading Bearden 14-7 to at the half. That's a little bit closer as well than expected. Um, Bradley Central uh, traveled to Farragut tonight, taking on the Admirals, and another close game where Bradley Central is leading 10-7 to at the half. And as you guys have mentioned multiple times already, Maryville got uh, an easy first win in the first round as Science Hill had to forfeit that game due to COVID. So Maryville uh, looking to see who they're going to play between Bradley Central and Farragut. And then just a couple more. We'll move on to the Division II class, uh, 2A. And CAK and Boyd Buchanan played tonight, or playing tonight, I should say. Um, that just got into the second quarter. CAK leading 3-0. to zero. Um, They'll play, uh, whoever wins that game will go on to play the winner of Good Pasture and Knoxville Webb next week. There's no update on that, so can't really give you a score there. Um, And then also um, Chattanooga Christian traveled to Knoxville to take on Grace Christian, and it looks like Grace Christian might be knocked out, unfortunately, as as they're losing 7-28 to at half. Um, And then you've got uh, Nashville Christian playing Webb School. Um, whoever wins that, there's no updates there, but whoever wins that will go on to play King's Academy next week. And oh, King's Academy got to have a uh, bye week this week. So, all right, Trevor, thank you very much. We appreciate you giving us the information there on the Denzo scoreboard as we are in the playoffs. As Alcoa is on the field loosening up along with Johnson County, you're listening to the Secret Safe Place for Newborns halftime show. Looks like we've got about another minute before we'll get started, so we're going to take that minute, take a quick break. We'll be right back here in just a minute. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. I believe they will be back to receive. I think they're receiving to start this ballgame. We'll get them set up here in just a moment. And they will be. They'll be back to receive. And now Cole will be back to kick as Riley Eaton turns and grabs the team of the football from the coach. And uh, it's 42-0 to zero after the first two quarters as Alcoa leads it. And uh, Scott would look to see much of the same here in the second half, but we'll see much of the same a lot quicker as the mercy rule is now in effect. Yeah, and um, something I was kind of noticing here as they were standing waiting on Alco to come out, Ethan Eisenhower is back out on the field. Remember, he was injured earlier, but I was kind of watching him. It looks like they're going to take him out. He was holding his left arm like he had injured that um, arm 
in that play earlier. It looked like he was favoring it a lot. So it would have been interesting for him to make a tackle one arms, but at least, you know, he's out there trying to play. I'll, I'll give that to the kid. Yeah, so are a lot of those players for Johnson County coming out injured but trying to give it their all. This is their last ball game of their career for many. And so you, you tip your cap to them, give it, showing some moxie and doing all that they can to try to help their football club one last time. As Alcoa kicks it off and a little bounce and then recovery by number 22. And he will be brought down at the 21-yard line by number 81 of the Tornadoes. And that is Seth Green. Yeah, good play from Seth. About a seven-yard return there for Johnson County. But um, that's where most of the yardage has come tonight is on kickoff returns. As we saw earlier, they had a negative, I believe, negative 14, I think, in the first half in yardage, or at least in rushing. So it looks like a wildcat formation this time around for Johnson County. Number 26 for the Longhorns will keep it. That is Sam Mann. Yeah, it looks like Alcoa's in with their second unit now. I was trying to get the number on the tackler. Yeah, that looked like Jamal Williams on the tackle there. Good play from him to stop because it looked like Mann was going to get some good yardage out of that. So second and four for Johnson County. Back in that shotgun again is number 26, Man, Man's going to get it. He's going to take it himself up the middle. He's going to get a few more positive yards and going to be brought down close to that marker. See how close. They may be just inches away. Nope, the refs are going to say they have just enough to get a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. And that will be Johnson County's second first down of the game. We are under continuous clock, so you'll see this clock move a lot faster than you did in the first half as we are now already under eight minutes left to go here in the third quarter. Man, gets a snap, runs up the middle, and he is blasted. Take a look and see who made that tackle. I believe that was 56 for Alcoa. Yeah, a freshman, Scott, 5'9", 185-pound linebacker, the freshman, Braden Cornette. And Cornette introduced himself to Mann very quickly and very um, violently, I guess you could say. Yeah, nice nice play by the freshman linebacker yeah. getting into the backfield quickly. So it's going to be second and ten now. And Mann is going to still be back there, and he's going to keep it this time. Nope, it's Dalton Brown. And Brown tries to run to the, the, the left. And Scott, another t- – Solid play there by Cornette as he gets there quickly. And, uh, Scott, he's not very big, but he is fast, and he's got very some great fast. instincts for great, a linebacker. Great angle that he took on that play as well and really disrupted Brown before he could get back to the line of scrimmage. That's a that's a nice little player to have, Scott. You know who he – and, again, kind of reminds me of a little bit is he almost looks like a young Zane Bonham. Like, not a really big player, but fast. Really good instincts, really athletic, and you see it right there. Is I mean, he just shot out of a cannon and got back there to bring Brown down. 
The back drops to Simcox. Simcox throws it across the middle. And almost coming away with it is the wide receiver, but blown up by number 26 of Alcoa, Isaiah Bryant. Yeah, good play from Isaiah right there. As the receiver was trying to come down with it, got his hands in there as he brought him down, and the receiver could not maintain that football. So fourth and 13 will force the Longhorns to punt. Well, Heath, guess what? They made it to fourth down. Made it to fourth down, uh, decided to try it on third down this time, and I didn't get it. So fourth and 13, and the Longhorns will be back to punt, back to receive for Alcoa. Number 26, the 6'180 pound wide receiver, Isaiah Bryant. And that is going to be a short one. And so Bryant will just come up and catch it at the 50. And that is where Alcoa will take over on offense. As uh, we still see some of the big boys in on the offensive line and still see a quarterback, the sophomore, Zach Lunsford. And uh, again, Scott mentioned it. He came in awfully quick. I thought we might have seen Burden a little bit longer on offense, but. Uh, I don't know if they just wanted to make a change or wanted to try to get some momentum offensively, but Lunsford has given them just that. As he has sparked this uh, this offense, uh, I believe, to score. He's, he's thrown, he threw three touchdowns in the first half. He's had quite the night. Yeah, he, he struggled a little bit last week, and I think Coach Rankin was just wanting to get him some get back in there and get some confidence here. Yeah, it looks like Alcoa called timeout right before the play clock ended. Yeah, Scott, that is a Loy's lawn care timeout for Alcoa. And, Scott, let's take one with him. 4.55 remaining in the third quarter. Alcoa 42, Johnson County 0. We'll be right back. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. as Alcoa takes the ball, their first possession here of the second half. As Eddie Salter runs three yards up the middle, it is now second down and seven for Alcoa. All right, and here comes the Alcoa offense, second and seven, Zach Lunsford, shotgun formation. Two receivers to the right, one to the left, and he's going to turn, he's going to hand the football off, and he's going to hand it off to Itty Bitty Salter, and Salter going to lose a yard on the play. It'll now be third and eight. And uh, Zach Lunsford comes over to the sideline and gets the call from the coach and and we'll go back out there to his team. I didn't see Itty in the first half as we saw Jordan Harris and Ahmad Sankey get a lot of the touches. You saw Zane Bonham. You saw Elijah Cannon. Starting to get some of these other talented running backs in the game as Falter now goes out to wide receiver and Derek Foster, Foster in the background. Lunsford drops back, throws down the field, caught by Colby Bledsoe. You know, looked like a really nice catch on the sidelines, but it appears Scott, the referees are going to say, nope, it was out of bounds. So it'll be fourth and long, and that will force Alcoa to punt. And Scott, this time, 
Braden Anderson may want to keep his head on a swivel. Yeah, he, he definitely wants to be ready for this. Um, I believe this is the second punt from Alcoa, and uh, first one didn't turn out so well for Alcoa. But yeah, I agree. It looked like he had the uh, receiver had made the catch over there. So anyway, Alcoa's ball, fourth down and eight. As Anderson is back to punt for Alcoa. Anderson gets that one off. And that one will roll out of bounds. And so now Johnson County on offense. Scott will take over and see if they can continue to get some momentum like they did the last drive for a few minutes there. They had some things going um, against this uh, young Alcoa defense as they had brought out some of their backups. But then some of the freshmen started to step up for Alcoa. as Braden Cornett with two solid tackles forcing the Longhorns to put on that last drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely a good Good mixture of the kids coming back out in the second half, um, getting a little bit of playing time. Kind of have to take a couple of plays to get loose, get a feel back for the game, and um, they're starting to do that. So let's see how this this young group hangs on here. As uh, you know, a lot of the players we're talking about later in these ball games are the future of this Alcoa defense. As Cox throws it down the field and intercepted by Bryant. Bryant going down to the right side of the field. He's going to cut back. He's got some room. Shoot. Jive, he's got a blocker telling him to set it up all the way for him and allow him to get into the end zone as he makes his way for an Everton Orthodontics touchdown and Alcoa on the board again. Yeah, great play by Bryant right there. And having that running back experience as well, you know, really paid off there as he was able to just kind of juke and dive his way up and around the defenders, got some assistance with a couple of blocks there to help get him into the end zone and another Alcoa score. Alcoa extends their lead, and Jet Foley looking to extend it even more as he awaits the snap. Riley Eaton gets it down. Foley gets it up. The extra point is good, and your score with 53 seconds and counting remaining here in the third quarter. It's Alcoa 49, Johnson County 0. And Scott, with this continuous clock, and both teams going over to the sidelines. You imagine we're going to get to the end of the third here in just a moment. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in one minute. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. And we are back. Both teams back onto the field to begin the fourth quarter. It's 49-0 Alcoa. 
and Riley Heaton getting things set up to kick things off. And actually, no out to kick this time will be Jet Foley for the Alcoa Tornadoes. Looks like number one, Tyler Wilson, one of the returners back there to return for Johnson County. We'll see if they do that. Alcoa tends to like to do short kicks here. But they're going to try to pin it deep, and it looks like it'll be caught by number 22 of Johnson County. And he'll cut up the middle, and he'll try to get to the outside. He's turning on the Jets and trying to evade some defenders. Tries to stiff arm forward in the face mask is number 22, Ethan Bauer, with a pretty decent return. Yeah, he's a good 26-yard return. And, um, yeah, Ford was having nothing of that stiff arm. He was bringing him down. Bauer is a player, Scott, I probably wouldn't have minded seeing a little bit more on offense. He's got a ton of speed. Yes, he does. I think they've tried to use him a few times at the wide receiver position. Heck, might have been a player in some jet sweep action to, to use a little bit more in the backfield to help out poor Dalton Brown, who's been hobbling back there all night. As uh, Connor Simcox will be the one at quarterback right now. And to his right, Stacey Greer, the running back in the shotgun. Simcox will get the snap, and he'll drop back, and he gets blasted, but gets the throw off, and it is caught by number 25, Eden Walker. Yeah, way to stay in the pocket there as Simcox took a very vicious hit there as he was releasing the ball. But Walker was able to catch it and be able to advance the ball about five yards. Makes it second down and five for Johnson County at the Alcoa 45-yard line. Second and five, and Simcox brings the Longhorns back up to the line of scrimmage. He's going to look to the right. He's got trips to the right, a single wide receiver to the left. Calls out a play to his team, and there's going to be a penalty on the play before the play can even get started. Going to be a false start on the offense. And that will make it third and 11. Third and 11 now for the Longhorn. Connor Simcox still trips to the right, single receiver to the left, gets the snap, drops back, throws a quick wide receiver screen to Dalton Brown. Brown takes it, runs up the middle, and a swarm of tornadoes comes to bring him down. He'll get about five yards back, so he'll get it back to uh, third, third and, or, uh, third and six now. And a good job that time getting the ball out of the hands Honor Simcox quickly. As a, Simcox has a really good arm, but the offensive line is worn down throughout the night. Now, Cole is getting back to the quarterback very fast. So, Coach Curley trying to get the ball out of his hands and let his athletes do the rest. And he does so that time with Brown's, Brown picking up five yards. So, here comes the snap. He's, Simcox is going to roll out this time to allow a little bit more time. He's going to complete it. And this time he gets it to number 22. That is Ethan Bauer. And Bauer gets brought down just a yard or two short of that first down marker. But there is a flag in the backfield, and they're going to say roughing the passer on the defense. Yeah, good good hard hit, but it looked like it was timely, so I'm not sure why they were looking at that. 
So they're going to give probably the, an automatic first down. Yeah, and they're going to give the play the four yards on the catch, and then then mark off the penalty. And about 15 yards on that penalty as well. 15 yards, and that will move the ball to, I believe, the 30. See where they officially mark it down at. Yep, 30-yard line. So 30 yards away from Pater now is Johnson County. Can the Longhorns put a touchdown on the board before we end this ballgame? Simcox drops back. Quick out, wide receiver screen. Gets it to Brown. And there... Holding him and bringing him to the turf is Braden like a jet. Cornette, nice tackle. Yeah, very good tackle right there from Cornette. And Braden was not letting that runner go. He was going to make sure he stayed in his grasp. Yeah, that's three tackles now tonight for Cornette in just about five minutes. as He's been very impressive. So second and ten for the Longhorn. As they threw it out to Dalton Brown, and Dalton Brown gets taken down quickly by Cornette. So it's second and ten, and here comes Connor Simcox. Simcox gets the snap. He drops back, pump fake, then throws it down the field. Brian, oh! Oh, wow. Brian almost comes away, tips the ball. Then the wide receiver almost has it, and then Brian gets his hands in there again and is able to break it yeah, up. He, but Scott, he he's down. Up. Yeah, yeah, he's he's down on the field, hurting. That was a little bit of an awkward fall for Brian. Yeah, a little battle there with um, Aiden Walker on that pass, tipping it up, and they're both kind of trying to go for it. It almost looked like it was going to fall in Walker's hands there as he was laying on the ground. Yeah, he's in some pain. Um, Looks like Peggy's sitting there trying to extend his leg. It may have just been a cramp. Um, it's looking like it possibly is. I think he's going to be all right, but I think he may have just had a cramp and it's kind of getting to him there as he awkwardly fell. Um, but he's played a lot of minutes tonight, Scott, yes, and yes. that's something that you would imagine, especially with losing Isaiah Cox, you're going to see a little bit more of Brian, especially in special teams, as he, he kind of was the one who would give, give Cox a breather off and on, but now he's going to be doing that work full-time. So they're taking the helmet off, trying to stretch him out a little bit. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in just a minute. El Himidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee, for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Isaiah Bryan, who came down with an injury a moment ago, is making his way slowly but surely over to the sidelines. I think, as we mentioned, 
if you were here before the break, looks like he just came down with a cramp, so he's coming over to get a, get looked at, and they will resume action on the field as Dalton Brown in a quarterback for the Longhorns. Brown sees an opening, and he's going to take it as he gets a big-time first down and then some gets the ball from the 30 all the way down to the 11 on a quarterback keeper. Yeah, he, he saw a big hole right there on the left-hand side as soon as he got the ball from the center. Saw that hole open up really quick and just took bolted down through the middle. Well, and uh, Scott need to tighten some things up on this Alcoa defense. I mean, the second string defense getting some action right now, but um, I'd allow the Longhorns to get their first points of the ball game. Uh, Simcox in a quarterback now. He'll get the snap and he'll drop back. He'll turn to try to throw it to the outside and up and intercepted. That time by Alcoa as the defensive back for Alcoa read that ball perfectly, and I believe that's the second interception of the night for Colby Bledsoe. Uh, awesome catch. Way to read that from Bledsoe as well. Simcox overthrew his receiver, who would have had a chance for it, but um, basically Colby saw what was there and was able to get under it and catch that, and now Alcoa's going the other way, and I think that pretty much with less than three minutes left, probably is going to dash the hopes of Johnson County of getting any points on the board. Yeah, I tend to agree, Scott. Is uh, We're now under three minutes to go, 49-0. to Alcoa leads, and Zach Lunsford comes back out and gets the play from his coach and gives it to his offense. Lunsford the snap, and he'll hand it off to Salter. Salter up the middle. Breaks one. Breaks another. Salter's going to try to get to the outside and turn on the jet. And he breaks another tackle, but couldn't get past the last one and had to be assisted out of bounds. But that not before he gets it all the way across the 50 down at the 45. So Yeah, good 35-yard run right there from Salter Heath. And they, they average that every play, Scott. They might put one more touchdown on the score before the game. Well, I'll tell them maybe, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Johnson County probably not. But Salter taking or having good use of his blockers, getting behind them and helping to kind of direct them as to who he needed to get out of his way. Lunster runs over and gets the call from the coach, and Scott uh, – Ten seconds on the play clock. You might have to call a timeout here. Well, they hurry the team to the off- offensive line. We'll see if they get it off. One second snap. Instead of trying to continue to drive it down the field, Alcoa is going to be content with some victory formations. This time, Lunsford gets a snap and takes a knee. That'll move him backwards just a few. A little bit of a, a shotgun victory formation, if you will, uh, giving him a little bit of breathing room away from that offensive line as he'll set up again and they'll do this one or two more times and close this ball game out. Impressive win in the first round of the playoffs for the Tornadoes. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And Johnson County, a team that had won their region last year, struggled this year, uh, a lot of COVID issues, but um, came in and give the Longhorns a lot of credit. They put up a big fight in this game. Yeah, big fight, Scott, and uh, hats off to them. And on an incredible season, uh, another opportunity for them to, to be in the playoffs. So we tip our cat, ca- caps to them, uh, not our cats and our caps. Our to cats, them. Okay. <laughs> well, some of us are cats owners, you know. Well, yeah, that's cats true. Too. But uh, he'll take another knee, and there's about 34 seconds left to go in this ball game. So it's going to be third and long, and Lunsford just 
let the clock dwindle down a little bit here before he takes one more snap and closes this one out and uh, another few steps back. And there we go. Yeah. And that will pretty much do it. So Johnson County, they'll be done. Their season is officially over as they lose in the first round of the playoffs. They move to four and six to finish up their season. As for the Alcoa Tornadoes, they move to ten and one as they win in the first round of the three A T double S double A state playoffs. And they will await the winner. If I can find this here real quick, of Kingston and Chucky Doak. And, Scott, did the scoreboard update a minute ago. Kingston and Chucky Doak were knotted up at 28. So we'll take one last look at that before we close things out here in the postgame show in a moment. As um, after you do the statistical breakdown, we'll bring Trevor Dunkel on to take a, a final look at some of these scoreboard updates from around the area. But thanks so much for listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Alcoa 49, Johnson County 0. We're going to take a three-minute break, and we'll be back for the post-game show. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. 
Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. All right. Welcome back to the Twin Cities Certified and Marysville Game of the Week. As this game has come to an end in the Alcoa Tornadoes, have defeated the Longhorns of Johnson County High School 49-0. to zero. A very impressive win for the Alcor Tornadoes. And to my right, Scott Dunkel, to bring us the final statistical breakdown. All right, Heath, thank you very much. As we look at our visitors tonight, Johnson County Longhorns, 17 rushing yards on 21 attempts, 4 of 15 and passing 3 interceptions, 35 total yards, 36 plays from scrimmage, 52 total Offensive yards, 118 all-purpose yards for Johnson County. No touchdowns um, or safety scored by the Longhorns tonight. Connor Simcox, 4 of 15, 30, again, three interceptions. Dalton Brown also played at quarterback some, but did not throw any passes. Connor Simcox in rushing, two attempts, negative seven yards. Dalton Brown, nine carries for 11 yards. Stacy Greer, four carries for one yard. Sam Mann, five carries, 12 yards for the Longhorns tonight. Looking at receiving for the Longhorns, Dalton Brown, one catch, negative three yards. Aiden Walker, two catches, 28 yards. One catch from Joseph Gamble for six yards. And Ethan Bauer, two catches for four yards tonight for for the Longhorns as, or one catch, I'm sorry, one catch for four yards. As again, the Longhorns um, have no touchdowns. For Alcoa tonight, 316 rushing yards on 30 attempts, 8 of 17 passing, no interceptions, 193 passing yards, 47 plays from scrimmage, 59 total offensive yards, or 509 total yards from scrimmage, and 509 all-purpose yards. Alcoa did not return any kickoffs or punts tonight. Three rushing touchdowns, one pass or three t- passing touchdown as well. One defensive touchdown, an interception return back for Alcoa, which uh, totals their 49 points. Zach Lunsford, eight of 15, 193 yards. Camden Burden, two attempts, no receptions. Lunsford was sacked once and threw three touchdowns. Jet Foley, 7 of 7 on extra point attempts. For Alcoa rushing, Zach Lunsford, three carries, five yards. Ahmad Sankey, 12 carries, 148 and a touchdown. Ronald Jackson, one carry, 15 yards. He had two receptions for 32 yards as well. Eddie Salter, three carries, 37 yards. Elijah Cannon, three carries, 31 yards. Jordan Harris, two carries, 11 yards, a reception for 10 as well. Zane Bonham, five carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns tonight. To Heron Sutter, a catch for 63 yards and a touchdown, along with Landon Ford, 
one catch, 39 yards, and a touchdown for the Tornadoes tonight as, again, they defeat the Johnson County Longhorns 49-0. to Scott, a very impressive night for Alcoa. 509 total yards of offense. Your final takeaway from tonight's ballgame? Dominance. I mean, that's just exactly what Alcoa is, especially the defense getting the ball, having to fight to keep the Longhorns out as they had the ball at the one-yard line. Four plays still could not score as Alcoa's defense continued to hold and keep opponents in 3A from scoring again tonight. Uh, Johnson County, I will give them a lot of credit. They were banged up pretty badly, have a small unit, and they came out. They fought hard, but they were just not able to take on the um, Alcoa Tornadoes, the reigning state champions. Yeah, they uh, they certainly gave their full effort, and so did so many seniors on that football team that were banged up over the last few games. They came in, and, and you could tell they weren't quite 100%. But hats off to them, as we've mentioned a lot tonight. We've just been impressed with their, their grit in, in what they did tonight to try to give their all to this football team. And so we, we tip their caps to, the, caps to them. Man, I keep wanting to tip the caps, but we tip our caps to them and uh it was a heck of a season for the longhorns uh another great year for them and coach Curley as he makes yet another playoff appearance i think in his seven seasons he's only i believe missed the playoffs once with johnson county so he's done a really good job with that program and we certainly hope they have a great off season and wish them the best as they move towards 2021 but uh scott we're going to take a three-minute break and when we come back trevor dunkel is going to come on the headset with you as you all are going to talk a little bit more about the playoff picture as some of these games are starting to round out. So you're listening to the Twin City Certified and Maribel Game of the Week and the Secret Safe Place for Newborns post-game show. We'll be right back. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maryville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maryville. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. 
Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Is about what Alcoa did is they jumped out to a quick seat and ran away with this game 49 to nothing as they defeated the Johnson County Longhorns tonight here at Goddard Field. You're listening to Scott Dunkel as I bring you the secret safe place for newborns post game show. As we are going to go here to Trevor Dunkel for give us a little bit of an update on what's going on in the playoff world here around this area. Trevor? Hey, thank you, Scott. Um, so, as you guys are aware, like we, we talked about earlier, there's quite a few updates uh, around the around the area, both in Blount County and in uh, Knox County, um, and then some surrounding areas as well. Um, so, we'll, we'll start off in, in 1A, um, where Greenback is. Greenback surprisingly blowing uh, Uneka out tonight, 63-16. to 16. Did not expect that to happen, and that's final. Um, and they'll move. Greenback will move on to play Coalfield as Coalfield beat Hancock County 48 to six. And then also in that uh, in one A, you've got Cloud. Uh, can't talk now. Cloudland uh, taking on Midway. Uh, Cloudland leading 30 to 20 in the fourth, and they'll most likely take on Oliver Springs, who's leading 60 to 22 over Jellico in the fourth quarter. And then moving on to 3A. Um, Pigeon Forge uh, traveled to Claiborne tonight. Pigeon Forge leading that 42-15 to 15 in the fourth. So looks like Pigeon Forge will move on. Um, and they will take on Gatlinburg-Pittman as Gatlinburg-Pittman beat Unicoi County 40-0. And then the game that we're really uh, looking forward to uh, to see who's going to win is Kingston and Chucky Doke, a very close game right now. Kingston just scored right after Chucky Doke had scored. So it's 43 to 36, Kingston leading with about a minute left in the fourth quarter. Thanks, Trevor. We're going to cut this for a break, not for a break, but we're going to go away from the playoff brackets for just a minute as we have a special guest in the booth with us now at the moment. We've brought in the young sophomore quarterback, Zach Lunsford. Zach, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Awesome. Zach, uh, you've had a pretty awesome season so far. I mean, you got a lot of action as a freshman, being able to come in near the end of ball games and get a lot of work. But talk to me, you know, prior to this, you know, you get that experience as a freshman. What was that like, and what did that really teach you before coming into your sophomore year? Um, the experience as a freshman really just helped me get timing down with all my receivers and uh, 
I don't know, just kind of get the feel of the offense so I can just go out there, throw the ball to my athletes. Yeah, you got a lot of them, right? You got a lot of key players on this team. And one of those in particular had a phenomenal game last week. Braden Anderson, five catches, 178 yards, two touchdowns. He's a senior, so we're certainly going to miss him. I'm sure you're going to miss him over the next two years. But you've got some other guys. Uh, young players that are going to be with you over the next few seasons, Lance Williams, Tyler Jeffries on that line. How does it feel to have two D1 offensive linemen in front of you paving the way and kind of protecting you? Yes, sir. It just kind of takes a lot of relief off my shoulders. So yeah. I don't know. I just know I'm going to be protected for the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a lot of guys looking out for you. And uh, you've got some talented athletes, too. Young one, uh, Jordan Harris. That kid's also pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. we got a lot of athletes that will be – making the plays the next couple years. Now you've got not only Camden Burden that you've seen, you know, you and him kind of rotate in and out, but you've got Caden Buckles as well. You know, you've got a lot of talent in that quarterback room. What are some of the things, you know, as Caden came in, this is his first year, what are the, some of the things you're teaching him and maybe some of the younger quarterbacks that come in after you? Um, he's got a little bit more experience than me. So, I mean, if I make a mistake, he kind of just coaches me up. And we all really just push each other in practice to be better. And, like, if he makes a good throw, that makes me just want to make a good throw. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've put a lot of work in this offseason, Zach, and it certainly paid off, right? You've, you. you've gotten a lot of experience. You got a chance tonight. You came in pretty quickly uh, tonight. We saw Camden Burden, I think, that first series or so, and then you were in the game, and uh, you made the most of it, right? Yes, you sir. you know, had you know had a, had a tough hit last week that kind of hurt you a little bit, but, man, you bounced back strong. I mean, you look at your stats, 8 of 15, 193 yards, three touchdowns you completed 53 percent of your passes and uh you know man that's pretty impressive you know was it just a lot of open receivers tonight what were you seeing out there um their defense is a little weird like their linebackers play right behind the defensive line so i mean we really just ran post and just dump it over the linebackers so i mean there were a lot of plays were open just give it to the athletes yeah absolutely and that's certainly something that's easy to do when you're at alcoa high school well zach um, we're definitely excited about your future, and I've had the chance to talk to your family about that as well. And uh, I think you're going to be a star over the next few seasons. But, man, just keep Thank grinding, you. and uh, we're excited to see you the rest of the playoffs, and best of luck. All yes, right, sir. my man? Yes, All right, take it easy. Well, that was Zach Lunsford, the sophomore quarterback for Alcoa. We're going to take a break, and when we come back in a minute, we'll try to get Trevor Dunkel and Scott back on the headset to talk more about the playoff practice. We'll be back in just a minute. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. 
El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. to the Secret Safe Place for Newborn's post-game show. This well, is Scott Dunkel along with Trevor Dunkel as we are going to go back to the Denzo scoreboard here with Trevor Dunkel. As you heard the music there, we will rock you. Alcoa did exactly that too. Johnson County tonight leading or winning tonight's game 49-0 to as um, we were in continuous clock in the second half, which is Mona Marty, who we missed tonight, but um, hope everything gets a better here next week. Um, but we got to your continuous clock, Marty. So, um, anyway, we're going to go over to Trevor here now. He is going to update us on some stuff that's happening, especially looking at Kingston and Chucky Doak. Trevor, what's going on there? Hey, thank you. Uh, yeah, so Kingston, Chucky Doak, it's, it's going back and forth. So right before we, we started to talk with uh, Lunsford there, um, you heard me talk about how Chucky Doak scored, and then right after Chucky Doak scored, Pigeon Forge scored. Well, Kingston. then, or I'm sorry, <laughs> you're right, Kingston. Kingston scored. Well, right as Lunsford was talking, Chucky Doak scored again. But it, it wasn't enough to take the lead. I think it was just a field goal. Uh, but right now, Kingston is leading 43 to 42 with about two and a half minutes left. So, um, very, very close game. I uh, wish I could, uh, you know, live stream it right now and watch to see what was going on. But unfortunately, high schools don't always have that. Sounds very exciting for our friends down in Rump County tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, also, it was just finalized. Um, Pigeon Forge is moving on as they beat Claiborne County 42 to uh, to 14. Or, I'm sorry, 15. Um, so Pigeon Forge will move on to, to play Gatlinburg-Pittman. So if uh, Kingston wins tonight, then our whole region just knocked out their region. Yeah, the region first is a very tough region. They've proven that year after year. Oh, yeah. and th But that also says a lot about Alcoa that they don't let other teams score, like their own region right, score against right. them except Northview. But, um, and then also some other updates as well. I'm trying to uh, to keep – Posted as new scores just keep coming in and, and fi finally finalized, but hopefully I'll get you um, up to date as much as possible. Um, so we'll continue with 3A um, as Red Bank to, is taking on Grundy County tonight. 
Um, Red Bank leading 44 to zero at the half, so it looks like Red Bank will will be moving on. And then the winner of that will take on the winner of Smith County and Brainerd. That game is still close as it's um, Smith County is leading 3-0 at the half. And then Loudon looks to be, uh, or it has uh, finalized now. Loudon will be moving on as they beat York Institute 42-7. to um, And they'll be playing the winner of Signal Mountain and Upperman, which is uh, actually a very close game right now as it's, it's tied 14-all at the half. Um, and then moving on to 5A, uh, we've got uh, David Crockett hosting Sevier County tonight. So looks like David Crockett's going to be moving on as they're leading 56 to 35 in the fourth. Um, and then they'll play they'll play the winner of South Oil and Daniel Boone. It looks like South Oil will be moving on as they're leading 45 to 12 in the fourth as well. Oh, and an update looks like um, David Crockett has scored again as they're now leading 63 to 35 in the fourth, so there's definitely no way of coming back at this point. And then moving on, Halls taking on Tennessee High tonight. Halls moving on to the second round as they won that um, in a nail-biter 22-15 to game. And then they'll be taking on Central, and Central blew out Morristown East 48-7. to um, And then West taking on Lenore City tonight. We all knew how that game would end up. West won 65-20, to and we'll be moving on to take the winner of the Powell-Walker Valley game. Walker Valley leading that one 21-16 right now. I'll, I'll keep trying to check and see if we have an update on that, but just not really Powell's year as, as it somewhat was last year. They seem to be doing better last year than they are this year. Um, and then... Uh, Moving on in 5A, Oak Ridge hosting Saudi Daisy tonight. Oak Ridge leading that 30-7 in the fourth. Um, and they'll, Oak Ridge will most likely move on to play Ray County as Ray County won, uh, beat Fulton tonight 14-0. And then last but not least, we got 6A. Uh, Maryville getting their, um, their COVID win against Science Hill. Um, so they automatically moved on to second round, and they were watching the game between Bradley Central and Farragut. That game was very close, but um, just finalized Bradley Central winning that one 17-14. So good luck to Bradley Central next week because, you know, they'll definitely need it against Maryville. <laughs> and then Dobbins-Bennett taking on Cleveland. Um, a moment ago, Dobbins-Bennett had scored. Let me see if there's another update on them at all. Um, well, I lost them. <laughs> earlier they were they were leading 42 to 28 so it looks like Dobbins Bennett will be uh moving on oh and then an update with the Walker Valley Powell game it is finalized Walker Valley has beat Powell um and will move on to play West um and then back to 6A last but not least you got McMinn County taking on Bearden tonight McMinn County leading that 28 to 7 in the fourth so Looks like McMinn County will be moving on to play Dobbins-Bennett. All right. Thanks, Trevor. That's your playoff breakdown so far, and we appreciate you getting all of that information to us so quickly. We were short-staffed tonight with the great Marty Millsaps out. And Marty, we hope to have you back next week. We miss you, brother, but uh, the broadcasts are not the same without you. But we, uh, we made it work, and everyone did a wonderful job. Scott Dunkel filled in as the color commentary. Trevor Dunkel did – 
statistical breakdowns for us and Adrian Harrell coming in the clutch and doing the social media. So if you enjoyed a lot of the gifts you were seeing, that was due to the Queen Bee, Adrian Harrell, doing a fantastic job assisting us tonight. But we thank you so much for tuning in to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast. And uh, next week we will be back at home playing the winner of the Kingston-Chucky Dope game. It may potentially be Kingston, so maybe a rematch for Alcoa, but we'll find out hopefully soon and try to retweet that on Two Hype Sports on our Twitter page. So make sure you follow us there. Follow us on Facebook every single week as well as we will recap games on the Monday morning quarterback. But until next week, that game will begin at 7, pregame show at 6.30, and we hopefully will have Marty Millsaps back then. We're going to take some time off because we're going to take the week off to get prepped and ready for our next ball game. But we thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, your final score, Alcoa 49, Johnson County 0. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel, Trevor Dunkel, Adrian Harrell, and Andy back at the studio saying until then, so long, good night. And, yes, that just happened. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville.